0: Let's get down to business awesome. on today's journey. We got Shelby with Gold Dust Home. How are you doing? Hi, Good morning. I'm
1: doing awesome. Good morning.
0: Welcome, welcome. So Thanks. introduce yourself. I know uh, we're kind of doing this as a part one episode for yes. Gold Dust Home. Uh, they just went through their opening. Uh, Soft and grand, finally. So uh, (laughs) tell us a little bit about this house store we have here.
1: Yes, so we're Gold Dust Home. Um, We're in a 1930 bungalow that we converted from a home to uh, the store. Um, we are a home decor, gifting, entertaining shop. Um, our main focus is well-designed items, like anything that sparks like, oh, that's a really interesting, beautiful thing, um, ranging from local artists to small makers from around the country and the world. Um, we have a heavy feature on artisan items from Mexico. Um, we have Mexican heritage in our family, our, my sister oh, cool. and I, who owns the store with me, Um, our grandmother's Mexican, so we've been traveling to Mexico with our parents and her and have fallen in love with all sorts of really cool artisanal makers and items. Um, so that's where that kind of aspect of the shop comes from. And we also have just a passion for art and design and bringing cool stuff to Orlando.
0: Yeah. For probably most everyone that's listening maybe hasn't come here yet, but we're sitting in living room. Is this is yeah. the living room right now. We call right the
1: now. furniture room because we want to have a, a revolving kind of selection of furniture. So right now we have this amazing sofa, but we might get a really cool bed or a really Ooh, cool kind cool. of dining set. To make a different um, setting? Exactly. Oh, cool. So kind of this room is the more sophisticated, moodier vibe uh, to our main shopping space, which is like really colorful, fun um and that was another thing we really wanted each room to have a distinctive vibe um so the main room is really colorful fun lots of different things to see this room is more kind of like residential like home vibe yeah um then the kitchen is also we, we've got a lot of colors like so the a kitchen fun. is fun a too little dr seuss <laughs> yeah exactly we've got some whimsy in there and then our checkout room is another kind of more elevated elegant space with our wallpaper inspired by our grandmother and Aww. all sorts of fun stuff i
0: just saw i just saw the. Goose, duck. Goose. It's a swan. swan. Orlando swan, Duh. our
1: beautiful totem of our city. Wow. Also, our Nana, our dad's mom, who inspired the wallpaper and kind of inspired that room, she collected swans. So it all ties together. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, let's dive in at the first part when you stated your sister is yes, your co owner. So
1: she is not here today. She's um, taken a day off after a very busy weekend. We had Jingle Eve, our grand opening. So lots of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, so I started Gold Dust Home. I started Gold Dust Home um, about five years ago, selling vintage at The Lovely, um, sourcing and selling vintage home decor from all over Orlando and Central Florida and beyond. Um, And so it really, Gold Dust Home really is my baby, my brainchild, if you will. Um, And about four years into selling vintage exclusively, um, we found this house. And my sister, Allie, who now um, runs the place with me, she was a realtor at the time. So she found the house. She was shopping at House on Lang.
0: Was she? Okay. So she was shopping there. Let's Mm -hmm. even, while we're here, let's even go back a little bit. I know there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. When did did you and your sister even think about? starting a business.
1: So I, it was really my baby for years. It's been my dream um, to have basically this like Aww. as it is, which is the coolest part about being here yeah. because it is like standing inside of my dream. Um, so I've been dreaming so about cool. this probably for 10 years. When I was living out in California, I did visual merchandising for a small boutique called Atomic Garden. Shout out to Jamie and Adrian at, Tom, at Atomic Garden. They really saw that I had a knack for design, merchandising, and really fostered that.
0: What took you out there? Um, When did you go there? Yeah, so
1: I lived out there after college. I went to college, grew up in Orlando, went to college in Boston, then um, moved out to California after with some friends. And got to really flex my creativity, um, and really enjoyed working in that small boutique environment. And that's when I really knew deep down that like, this is what I wanted to do. And that was about 10, ten years ago. So I've okay. been dreaming of this for a really long time.
0: So when you were working there, did you have like, a? did it, is that when the idea kind of started? Like I kind of want this is what to do I this, this is do. it.
1: Yes. I, it clicked that, I love being in the shop, I love putting the pieces of the shop together, and I loved all the kind of small brands and makers that they featured. Um, so just really seeing that this was sort of triangulated to where my passions lie.
0: It's like one big formula that all of it is like <laughs> exactly, kind of fun. That's kinda, exactly, that's when, I, when I was really little when I knew I wanted to own and have my own business. That's, I think it was just the management of every aspect that it takes yes. is like... It's like a little human form of, in real life as a business, and it's like, you have to take care of all aspects for it to flourish and do well.
1: Exactly. It's kind of cool to
0: just take care of it. It's like why I love plants. I just (laughs) like taking care of them. Nurture your business like you nurture
1: plants. No, it's so true. And with Goldust, it was, I always knew I loved art and design, but I didn't exactly know where my specific skill sets fit into that or where what I really enjoyed doing throughout my day fit into that. So after my California adventure, um, I moved back to Orlando just because I wanted to plant roots. I'm really close with my family as is probably obvious from <laughs> the fact that I run the shop with yeah. my sister. Our mom and dad have been a hugely integral part of this. Our dad did all the landscaping outside, painted the cool pattern on the deck. So. You guys got
0: the straight blueprint uh, from House on uh, Yeah, <laughs> She talked about how the guys got to do all the
1: oh yes yes no it's the same exact situation um having that whole family come in and work together has been a true joy it's been awesome and it's been really like touching to me that my whole family has believed in my dream and believed in my vision enough to put that effort in and to put that you know passion right there with me like that has been so beyond amazing to be a part of
0: to get a little personal do you think this business also maybe brought your family a little little closer together, even more.
1: Definitely, time wise, we spent <laughs> a ton of time together doing this. We have always been extremely close. So, um, even my grandmother, like who she's eighty seven, she's our our, our Mexican grandmother. She has. like had her hands over every part of this she's the painter of the family and she'll remind you that she knows (laughs) how to paint correctly so she did a ton of this room a ton of the like detail work out good for her so she's she's been a huge inspiration in this all too she had shops and she was a florist when we were growing up so Allie and I spent a ton of time in her shops and you know so it's always kind of been in there and then the seeds of Her shop of the art and design around us growing up really clicked um, as I became an adult. And Allie, too, Um, just because she didn't necessarily do the design part beforehand. She has the same exact sensibility and taste that we all kind of share. That's been really cool is that, you know, we all do trust each other's taste and things like that.
0: It's like the gold dust home has been being created since like birth it's been it like formulating packs. dna inside of i you would and definitely
1: agree with that our parents home is full of art antiques it's an old house itself we grew up in a That's 1926 cool. house so this being in a 1930 bungalow, it really does, it totally feels like home. Wow. That's, it totally that's feels like That's a pretty
0: unique home. story there. Yeah, yeah. So what did it, well, what's Allie's background?
1: So Allie um, went to school for communications, and she has a background in social media, which is why she's oh. so great at running our <laughs> social media. So she did social media out of college and then had a similar story to me. She lived in um, North Carolina and then moved back uh, to kind of plant roots, be closer to when family. When did you get,
0: when, when between the two times of moving I back? I would
1: say, so I'm six years older, so okay. she probably moved back around six years later. We were in similar sort of paths. <laughs> I can't frames. remember specifically the amount of time I was in Orlando before she moved back, but it wasn't so so long. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So she did. Then when she moved back, started doing realty, real estate, and she specialized in all the cute old neighborhoods that we grew up in and love about Orlando. And like I said, she was shopping at House on Lang. Saw knew that I had the absolute dream of finding an old home to have the shop in. Um, I had been passively looking for a place uh, for that whole five years that I'd been at the Lovely because I knew this was the goal. Like this, like I said, this has been my goal for so long, yeah. but the right thing just wasn't popping up. Um, we both worked at another amazing local small business, the Heavy and Porch Therapy. Oh, yeah. um, so when Allie started working there, uh, just sort of part-time as a fun thing on the side, uh, she realized she really had a passion for shop girl life as well. Um, and us working, she mostly worked at Porch Therapy and I mostly worked at The Heavy. But when we would cross over, we knew that, that we had something there, that we really love working together just on the day-to-day basis, that she, I could totally trust her with merchandising and she's she's got the eye too. So that was really fun to work together in that space and discover that.
0: When you were watching her go day by day, were you in your mind because I feel like this is how my mind works at least, is you already had this idea of kind of this dream yeah. already. Yep. And then was she almost like in your dream? Was she like starting to implant herself <laughs> essentially into the dream? Like, all right, she could actually go yeah, into I mean, the dream. It could totally, work together. Totally. And well, then like, I
1: knew... The, this wasn't something i could or wanted to just do just me by myself correct um it's just too big of an undertaking there's too many moving parts i do i designed the whole place like every paint color a little detail i'm a very details oriented person if you same, same. <laughs> tell by the extreme amount of detail in the shop <laughs> Um, I also have chosen every single thing in this shop, buying and curation-wise. So I knew, especially with social media, I knew I needed help. Um, And I wouldn't want that to be anyone other than Allie. She's so good at social media. And she, like I said, I just absolutely trust her visual sensibility, her... um, just a ability to do it and the vibe that she puts out. So she's a wonderful, wonderful partner for that and just running the store too. Um, like I said, when we were working at The Heavy together, we just loved working with each other yeah. and we hadn't worked with each other before that since, you know, like, I don't know, yard sales as a no, kid or something. Lemonade stands <laughs> yeah, or something. Exactly, literally, yes. <laughs> that might Putting been... up
0: the Christmas trees <laughs> exactly. at the actual home.
1: Exactly, right. So I knew that we could work together, but working physically in a shop... Cause I was the visual merchandiser at the heavy. So I would be doing, you know, big projects and she would help me and it just felt right. So we communicate the best ever. Um, Has that
0: always been the case?
1: I mean, pretty much through our adulthoods. Of course, when you're little kids, you squabble. I was, I'm sure the mean big sister. <laughs> she was I, the I think annoying this, little a sister. six year,
0: a six year gap kind of helps. It up, does. Cause it like,
1: I completely agree. And and my sister, parents are like
0: three years apart, yeah. which we all know that's,
1: <laughs> is that a tough one? A yeah. Tough one? <laughs> she's,
0: she's my bigger sister too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we fought, <laughs> we hated each other, literally, I yeah. think until we became adults. Yeah,
1: so like, we were lucky, we did not fight or hate each other at all, she was just like my baby girl, my baby sister. Aw, um, that's good. But really, once I went to college and she was in high school, that gap started lessening, and we felt like, by the time I was in my 20s and she was like in college, it felt like we were the same age group. And it has since, so we feel I'm probably a younger version of my age, and she's probably a more mature version of her age. Man, so that, that helps.
0: It, at least in our ages now, I feel like that's like that's a really exactly. good thing to have. Like yeah. we're crossing that boundary where, even though we're not actually old, we're internally we're like we're getting to feel we're that getting way. old. We need a little life back in exactly. us. As we're sitting here, still pretty young.
1: I know. <laughs> no, we're lucky to have whatever age we have. Um, but yeah, just really working with her definitely showed me that that's what I would love to have is working together more. And we would always say like, one day this is going to be our own shop. This is going to be our own shop. And that's why it's really cool to be here.
0: I was going to actually ask you too, how did you bring, how did that conversation even get brought up when you, I guess, crossed that idea of, Hey, I, yeah. I want to do this with her. Well,
1: so she was, like I said, doing real estate and the market got super weird and crazy. Um, and she was busy and then Just kind of realized that it wasn't a creative outlet for her, and she wanted to have a different type of business life. That it wasn't um, as exciting as it used to be, I think, in real estate. It got kind of cuddy out there. So, um, though it was, you know, kind of booming, it wasn't, and I don't want to totally speak for her. She can tell more of her thoughts and feelings on that. Um, But I just don't think it was what she could see herself wanting to do forever. And she still definitely does it for friends and family That's and good. people. That's She's cool. got a wonderful eye for finding a great house. Um, but I think for day, her day to day, just kind of like, I was thinking, what do I want to do on the day to day? She wanted something more creative well, and fun. something, um, something
0: probably passion driven too. hundred
1: percent, a hundred percent. You can
0: love real estate all you want, but
1: exactly.
0: Oh. <laughs> There's probably a very small percentile of real estate agents yes. that have a true passion for exactly. it. And love it.
1: Exactly. So I think that was the biggest driver. So after so I had quit my job at the heavy, knowing that it was time if I don't put my whole self into starting gold dust, it's never gonna happen. I was doing it by a half measure. I had my booth at the lovely, which was great and fun, and I still love sourcing vintage, and I still do that for our shop. Um, but I couldn't get those small brands and makers that I had been dreaming of for the last decade in the space. It just didn't make sense with, you know, they're a vintage store. I wasn't going to be like, Hey, you guys need to change your business because of me. (laughs) Um, and I knew I wanted to decorate a space. I've worked in interior design, event design, all that kind of stuff. So creating this space was another just passion, huge goal. Um, but like I said, we hadn't found the just right space and I didn't want to take that risk, take that gamble on a space. unless, like, I knew, Allie knew, we all knew, our parents knew that it was the right one. And so I had quit my job at The Heavy knowing I wanted to throw myself fully into building this. I was
0: going to say, when you quit Heavy, where was the business... At
1: yeah, so it was a stage in the shared space at the lovely, actively selling and sourcing vintage. Um, I had done a great long extended pop up at the heavy for a few months, so I had vintage out in the community. Um, Gold Dust Home was a vintage store. Um, then I quit knowing I wanted to build it into vintage local artists, artisan items from around the world, and small makers. So, you're
0: still in the idea phase yeah. of the gold dust of that, or, what it
1: is today. Yeah. Um, it was definitely active as just vintage, just not the new part. Um, but it was really funny. I hadn't we had not found the building. We had not found the space, but I quit knowing I wanted to take a business class or, you know, really just throw myself full time into making this happen. And then less than a month later, Allie found, found the, the shop. Oh wow. Tiny. And yes. So to me that was just like the That's universe saying signs. like you're on the right track. So I was like, Oh my God, it's so soon. I was focusing more on my like event design stuff then. And I was like, okay, but I, I thought I, this was going to be what I did. And then in like a year we were going to find the this real space. nerves
0: start kicking in. Exactly. Like, oh. like, it's happening.
1: The rubber's yep. hitting the road. And uh, you know, I think nervous is a similar ceiling feeling to excitement and it's easy to, um, confuse the two. Uh, so I very quickly realized I was excited, not nervous. (laughs) That's good. And we, um, yeah, pursued getting this house. And it worked out wonderfully. We bought it from a great couple who was living here. It was their home. Um, And there was a couple of offers. And since Allie's a realtor, she knew to write a letter, to write a letter telling the owners of the The home what your plan is and what your story and your dream is. So I wrote that letter and I poured my heart into it.
0: How long was the letter?
1: It was only a page. I wanted to follow the resume rule and not overwhelm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I just kept it. Was
0: the first draft like three pages and then probably had to edit down?
1: Actually, I think I poured it out of my heart pretty much in the form that it was because I tried to really like go deep and be like all right what is my heart saying and i wanted leanne who we bought the house from um to really know that so i think i i I got shockingly i'm pretty you know flowery language sometimes (laughs) but i got to my point fairly well and she chose us based on the letter and um it was just from their go time so the biggest part there there was a year between buying the house and opening exactly one year
0: before we even get into that i do have a couple questions too because i have um uh a less i don't know how to explain it obviously you have the artsy creative side when that part meets the uh business side when did you kind of have to figure out that that creativity might have to be kind of wired down or tightened up a little bit right. now that it became real. How yes. did, how, how was that challenge?
1: So that is definitely a challenge and that's still a challenge that I think about a lot, but that's really what's great about having our team as a family yep. um, that I can say to Allie, okay, here's this issue, this section this project that just isn't in my wheelhouse or is going to bog down the creative side because I think it's really important and this has been something that has been important to me even when I was just sourcing vintage is to really follow my instinct really um sorry my headphones are falling off um to not buy something only because it's going to sell or I think, think there could be the a market for it, but only if it really speaks to me. Um, and if it's something that I love that I think is special um, or unique or just really just like my instinct, listening to my yeah. gut in that way. Um So I'm trying really hard to never lose that. I don't think the business will be successful if I don't do that. Um, And I think our magic lies in that we are a creativity-based business and shop and either fostering our own creativity or that of our awesome local artists um, and just inspiring our customers to have Mm -hmm. an even more creative home.
0: I think think a big thing in... Even when I first saw, I think the very first photo of this, I was like, you know, most businesses when they do partnerships or, you know, they own together, it's normally, you know, this person runs or manages, you know, 60%. This person does this 40%. And when you see like this home and house on laying, you realize that it's not a a split to add up to a hundred. It's the creative is a hundred and let the other people use their Mm hundred and whatever aspects, but no one's shaving down their exactly. like, skill set
1: exactly that's the uh, that's a huge thing is i don't ever want to shave for myself personally because i am you know if you would a creative director whatever i am the creative sort of like person in the crew i mean ali does so much with merchandising and thing laying things out but you know it's my vision that drives yeah. it yeah um so i never want to break any of that down. I think that's really important just because important. then we'll lose our essence or...
0: Especially this is like the whole theme of this like house. It's like the creativity exactly. out out there, different, unique. Yeah. And like that's what obviously makes it stand out. It well, probably makes Allie's job easier too on the social media <laughs> side. Yeah. So it's already so creative. I feel like
1: What's well, really fun kind of putting little shoots together with her and getting... Um, Like, oh, this goes with this and making a social media post about that. So that's the creativity where we really both get to work together and it's really fun.
0: And then so then how when we built the house or started Mm -hmm. getting into it, how did that kind of play out?
1: Yes. So it was one year exactly between closing on the house and opening the shop. So for
0: anyone out there that maybe this is the first episode you listen to, this is pretty normal yeah. <laughs> of a time frame. I think yeah. everyone's like, yeah, we're going to open in two or three months.
1: We did the well. same thing. <laughs> I did that for sure. Um, my mom was such a huge partner with me in the beginning of this process. She, we went to Atlanta Market and did that whole fun crazy fast journey of buying um Mm. and she also really spearheaded the change of use process so like i said it was a home so it this is a home a baby lived in our storeroom this was the bedroom (laughs) um the checkout room was their dining room and uh Yeah, so we had to, with the city, convert from a residential-coded building to a commercial building. We built our ramp, um, got the bathroom up to ADA code, shaved a little bit off of some of the doorways, but that's really it. Um, There's some things you can't see, like, you know, reinforcing floors and things like that. But this house is also in shockingly great shape. Like, for a 1930 house, we didn't have to do a lot of upkeep it was really getting it up to commercial and- code really ada um, which we totally wanted to do we want to make sure everybody can come shop we want anybody who wants to come shop to be able to um so that was that part didn't take a long time it was really the going back and forth with the plans and making sure everything was going to be done by the book yeah. so the actual construction and um sort of redecoration. Only took a few months. Um, okay. The biggest part of the process was just going back and forth with the city to with our plans and our architect to make sure that every single thing was perfectly done correctly and then the inspection process. What so. was the
0: biggest obstacle in the build-out?
1: Um, Whether it's
0: build-out or yeah. even the idea side of it.
1: Yeah, the biggest obstacle was we unfortunately didn't have the best architect. Um, they didn't really have the code knowledge that we Ooh. thought they would um, so that was really hard and that my mom was the absolute warrior with that she um, kind of
0: managed handled that kind of yes
1: she did so she is a, an attorney by trade she's Ooh, retired yes. so she speaks that language can read the fine print she's just the perfect person to do have done that so I don't know that we could have been here I know we couldn't be here without her and my dad's. Support and work, but just her getting through that process, I don't think I could have done it. I don't think Allie could have done it. It was a tough process. So she is forever our queen for that and more. But she really did. Takes a whole village
0: to raise a baby. (laughs)
1: It really does. Baby gold dust. It's so true. Um, But she just has that head for like true detailed business and she really shepherded us through that project um the city was really great they wanted it to happen we were really in contact with their small business dev- development division and they when we had questions they would totally help answer them um so they were they were really good it's just a long process to make sure like the plans have to be There's so perfect. many different things that have to be checked and it off has to, to go T. through all these departments exactly so you've got Engineering, building, plumbing, electrical. So these are all different departments that you have essentially, hopefully a week to two weeks of time between you submit it and they give you approval, give you changes. So that just extended out into yeah. about eight months. And that isn't unusual. No. <laughs> um, the house was zoned correctly for mixed use. So if oh. it hadn't been, that would have been an even bigger struggle. That's kind of what made it the right spot. Yeah. Um, the the street is becoming more and more commercial. So, that and more told us that this was the home for Goldust Home.
0: So, and a big thing that I love about this whole podcast, too, is hearing all these different entrepreneurs and startups, yeah. but all of them, none of them did it alone. Yeah, and I no think, way.
1: I couldn't imagine.
0: I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, before they ever start a business, they think that they right. have to do it alone or that yeah. it's supposed to be done yep. alone. And that's, that normally crashes and burns. It's not, yep. a, no one's designed as a human especially at a younger age to say, Hey, you can do all of what a business takes. That's not,
1: I could not not agree more. So I think that's probably why I had the dream for so long and hadn't been able to execute it. Um, because it was scary. The idea of that it was, I was doing it on my own for so long and it didn't grow into its full potential until, Everybody in my family really came on board. And that's why I said it's so absolutely, like, touching and um, really, really special to me that they believed in this thing that I was doing, this dream that I had, um, and saw that there was something there and decided to, you know, be such a huge help. Especially Allie, wanting it to be her life's passion, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it just means the absolute most to me. But that's why I didn't, you know, go big within those five years of doing gold dust as vintage because it was daunting. The idea that I am not a, you know, taxes and business minded person. I am a (laughs) creative. Um, So it really was a lot of building that self-confidence that yes, you can go bigger and yes, you can ask for help. Like it's okay to have it be your passion that other people are going to care about it too. Like, that took me a while to kind of click. Um, but, yeah, that fear of, like, oh, my gosh, can I do every single aspect of this probably did hold me back. So I just feel super lucky that um, that my family saw the potential in it.
0: And I, I, think, I think you would agree, too, that that skepticism or worry yeah. almost was needed to hold you back. Because yeah. if you would have maybe jumped over the 100%. ledge on your own. Yeah. P- probably would have crashed and burned exactly. more than and likely. I, think and I knew... Then it would have never... You exactly, can't come back.
1: A hundred percent. And I knew deep down that that was the case. Um, that I I always knew that I wanted a partner. Um, and just I didn't know it was my sister oh. for a while. And it's the best, absolute best abs- outcome. I... Of all of my amazing creative friends who are, you know, business people in their own right. I can't imagine anyone I would want to be doing this with more than Allie. Like, Mm. it's been the best. Um, So I feel really lucky that she, you know, wanted to do this with me.
0: I know. It sounds like your story with businesses is normally you almost – you have to tell people, just jump over the ledge. Like, go, make that move. And I feel like your story is almost the opposite. It's like the rarity where it's like (laughs) your patience is what probably – help this thing become what it is.
1: I think so, but I will say it's a mix because I remember very distinctly that feeling of, I need to jump off the ledge. And I did that in a few stages. So
0: You stayed on the ledge at least though. Yes. Processing from there. Definitely
1: processing. And I'm a big, our mom has taught us to follow our instinct, go with your gut. Um, so I knew that I'd know when the time was right and when the place was right and when the partner was right and all of these things I would know. And that happened. It ended up, I also really believe in, you know, that the timing is better than we can even plan. Like the timing is going to work out the best, whether it's which, if it's what the timing that we think it is or not, if that makes sense. No, no, no.
0: I I feel like even, even with the pandemic alone. Like right. I feel like this is probably the best time to start a yeah, small business. That's unique that people want to go to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it was really that instinctive timing, but for me personally, there were a few steps of jumping off that cliff. Um, after I had done visual merchandising in Oakland and moved back to Florida, I worked at Orlando Weekly for five years, office job, um, I was the creative services manager, and um, I loved that job. I was there for five years, it was wonderful, it was a really fun job to have in my 20s, and like it was great. Um, But after that, I went to an ad agency and then realized that I didn't want to just be in an office environment. Um, And then I started working in interior design. And that was still a nine to five in front of a computer job. And it just... Wasn't the creative the creativity that I thought it was going to be? Okay. So I knew I was kind of like triangulating, like echolocation <laughs> towards <laughs> Just my dream. The little dolphin out exactly. there, exactly. <laughs> because I so I did graphic design. That's what I'd done in school, and that's how I ended up at Orlando Weekly. Um, and then I knew it was. And then I was like having dreams of being at my old shop and in Toma, at Atomic Garden in Oakland, and like arranging things and doing visual merchandising. And it was like the dreams I was like I love this like I am having dreams of being in a small boutique so then I knew okay it's not interior design it's not um
0: anything, out, anything any other else marketing, exactly creativity. it's not
1: anything else but shop design and curation um it's like
0: you knew you were you were creative but you had to find exactly. what type exactly. of creativity 100%. your passion was in. And I
1: was just sort of like feeling my way towards what it was, even though it was there all along. Yeah. Um. I wasn't giving myself that permission to do it. I wasn't giving myself the permission to take that big leap, that big risk. I had worked for companies, never been my own business person. Um, So the first big jumping off a cliff was leaving the nine-to-five secure world of an office job. Um, And that's when I started working in visual merchandising at The Heavy. And I was part-time there doing Gold Dust as a vintage shop um, part-time. So that was the first leap. And then the second leap was quitting that, knowing that I wanted to put my whole self into Gold Dust. So those were two definite big oh my gosh, can I do this? I've got a leap moments. Um, but because it was kind of stair steps,
0: kind of it was
1: a bit. that same thing you were saying of waiting and feeling out when the time is right. So it was really a combination of the two. It's
0: almost like not jumping in headfirst into the deep end, but like <laughs> kind of walking down yes. the stairs pretty Cautiously quick into the water. Yeah. swimming
1: and enjoying the pool, but not necessarily jumping in and getting all the water up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What
0: was what was your mentality and mindset Going through that process of those two times trying to jump off yeah. the ledge, so I, I think that's
1: very um, a big part of it is that giving myself permission and having the confidence in myself, my project, um, that I could take that risk. Um, having the fear of less financial security, not having that every two weeks paycheck, that was a really scary thing to know that I would be giving up. Um, how did you,
0: how did you go through getting that out of the way of your, of blocking your um, you moving really forward? really just
1: talking it out with my parents and my husband, um, talking out the plan for the shop, um, talking with a wonderful counselor therapist who, you know, really gave me that self-confidence. Um, but yeah, really talking with my people And seeing the, uh, seeing those people, my family, um, see that I'm onto something really give me that confidence that, yeah, people are going to be into this. It's not just you that thinks this things, things are cool. Um, so yeah, it was, it really was gradual, um, of just gaining that confidence that we've got some here. This can work. Um, yeah.
0: I think a good strategy too, with creating a business from an idea is, You almost have to be a, alone for a lot of that startup yeah. idea. Try to create something, see if it matches like what you want, and then when you get to that point where you're like, I think I have my own idea. Yes. you need to find people the to, reinforcement. Yeah, to share on. it with that you know will probably be very honest with you. Yes, you yeah. Good or that's bad? The thing about family. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> that's what family is a huge one because they're going to tell you what it is exactly. Um, but you almost need that kind of feedback to like process your, you know, your marketing, percent. Uh, your was, uh, brain farting, but <laughs> I brain farted client marketing. I don't know. what.
1: Yeah. Like getting a good client base or and just like getting kind of f-
0: feedback from others to mm-hmm. kind of help guide you to kind of make it more of a clear cut yes. idea yeah. or plan instead of an idea. Exactly. I guess. Is a better, yeah.
1: And my mom was huge with that. She's totally a creative partner in this place. She's been Wonderful, shoulder to lean on, advice giver, just amazing all around. She's the best. Um, so, yeah, in the beginning, I really did just talk it out with her and just flesh out the idea, but in in the more, like, brass tacks of how it gets done. Um, but it is interesting how this place looks and feels exactly how I've dreamt of it to be. Pro- Since, like... I was like...
0: I was going to say, you probably had a lot of little moments in yeah. here.
1: Oh, my gosh. Beyond like where you almost the first, have to stop. Oh, yeah. The first weekend, we were soft open. Just the amount of love, the amount of friends who came out, just the community showing up and really responding well to it was like trippy and so absolutely like touching and heartwarming surreal that was the word we kept saying like this is surreal because it isn't such an extension of myself like this place is the inside of my brain like
0: put into real life
1: outside yeah so that's like vulnerable i was really nervous before we opened because i my family we had thrown everything into this and it was my thing that i like not made them but said like come on let's come and do together so i was just like the night before we opened i was just feeling that like pressure pressure Uh, of what if people don't like it i had no idea what the response was going to be and then it was beyond my wildest dreams um just every i had a little you know things that people would say when they came into Atomic Garden or things that I thought about stores when I would visit other cities that are like great stores and other great stores in Orlando, like I was hearing people say those things to me out loud in my shop and you know, more than a few tears have been shed, tears of happiness. Um, So when we opened and the response that we got and hearing people get it, like see that it's it is fun, but it's elevated that it's, um, that it's something special has been just beyond rewarding to me. I mean, the amount of like love that I've felt since we've been open has been just amazing.
0: I think, I think that's huge too, with the amount of pressure, like when you start a business, when it's like a product or something else, I mean, you can eat up if it fails, (laughs) Yeah. but when you put like, essentially ex- your thoughts yeah. into the canvas it's itself. Yeah. It's like, if people don't like this, that's that's oh, a yeah. hard thing to process creative as a human. people are
1: sensitive. I am no exception. I'm not
0: creative and I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might hide it differently, but I am. That's why I'm like thinking here. I'm like, man, that would be very yeah. scary to yeah. be like, here's all of what I yeah, feel on yeah. something. Exactly. And if people don't like it, that essentially could make me feel like they don't like the way I think or oh, what my perspective. 100%. 100%. What,
1: so what a hundred percent. What advice would you have to response. give to
0: that? Because I feel like this store portrays something where it broke out of the norm. And I, yeah. think, I think that's the scariest part. Yeah. I mean, business, starting a business is already scary for mm-hmm. everyone. But then to go and do it out of what the norm of a business is, I mean, you hit like two double scaries on top of it. Yeah. What advice would you give through all that?
1: Really follow your gut, follow your instinct. If you are creating a business that is, um, an expression of yourself, listen to yourself, like
0: stay true to it, stay
1: true to yourself, stay true to your vision. Um, and be really firm about that. Um, like within yourself, don't uh, stray from your instinct. Don't stray from your original vision. Of course you can build and grow what you want out of that space or that business or that product, but, um, listen to your gut, listen to your instinct. Um, that's definitely my biggest. And for the kind of fear and vulnerability part, um, feel your feelings. Uh, Let yourself feel those, but know that you have this instinct for a reason. That Mm -hmm. you have this passion and the people that are behind you for a reason. Um, They're not just blowing smoke up your butt. Like (laughs) There's something there, and to remember that, and that should help reinforce you following your instinct also.
0: I think to piggyback off that, I think when someone's starting something, Everyone likes the word motivation, mm-hmm. but motivation is so temporary. Yeah. And I think with the business, if you have passion, yeah, like your idea cannot even be that great. But yeah. if you truly have a passion yeah. for it, that alone will get mm-hmm. you far.
1: I agree. Um, yeah.
0: And that's, it's almost one of those things that once you understand that there's something inside of you, that's more than just a motivation mm-hmm. or more than this little phase and it's like, Hey, that's really what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, no one should be able to stop. Yeah. At that point, you have to do
1: it. you're going to, if you're leading with your passion and you do have something there, um, like there's something good and, uh, true about what you're doing you're gonna find a group of people who respond to that not you don't have to be for everyone and everybody doesn't have to be for you um but you're gonna find a group of people who that speak that passion speaks to um and with us i think people love our passion our relationship as sisters in the shop yeah and i do think we have something special to offer just vibes and product wise so i think it's the combination of the two you're gonna find your people if you follow like if you're your truest self you're gonna find the people who are right for you
0: yeah and i think advice that i'd love to give too is i mean we look even 10 years ago a decade ago yeah. every business was started with the the big box mindset mm-hmm. of yeah i need to try to appease to as many people right. as possible yeah and that's just not what works at all anymore yeah, like now if you walked into a normal box store if this was just a regular store yeah. probably wouldn't do well yeah right exactly. that uniqueness you're obviously cutting down yeah. your clientele but then the your clientele is that much stronger right. and more into it because it is so unique and yeah. it matches what they want exactly and it's su- such a it's not a normal i mean
1: I, <laughs> yeah I mean, you know? and we don't want to be normal we want to be i mean special is really when in the beginning i was thinking about what words do we use to describe ourselves? How do I, you know, what do I put in our Instagram bio that describes what we are? And I'm always, you know, I've just been like special treasures and special <laughs> things. Um, but that... Doesn't sound how I want it to sound.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, I, you know, I landed on de- design-focused home decor and gifts. But really special is at the core of that. Like, everything we have, I want to feel special, unique. It's not – some of it say, isn't one of – Unique is the big word yeah, I always use. Um. Some of it isn't – it's not all one of a kind, but it all feels special and, like – Um, something that you're going to be interested and excited to find.
0: Oh, and so how, how was the soft opening and the first big event? Cause we did the wine walk, Mm -hmm. soft opening and grand opening all within the last 10 days.
1: Uh, so soft opening, we, four weeks ago, October 21st was our first day open. Um, and we wanted to do a soft opening period, which ended up being about a month um just because we haven't done this before wanted to make sure we had all the kinks worked out and everybody knew we were kind of in that process um, but Smart. it really felt normal really quickly. Um, the soft opening period became just like we're open. We're gonna have a party later, which uh- ended up being great. Um, our biggest like soft opening issue is our price tags are falling off. We need stickier <laughs> price tags. <laughs> that's um, a good. Pr-
0: if that's your biggest problem, <laughs> yeah, I think you had a good start. Right.
1: So that's <laughs> not bad. Not mad about that. Um, but yeah. So once we did the soft open, it just felt like we're open. Um, and it also gave us the time. Time to plan a little party. Um, so yeah, we did soft opening October 21st, our grand opening party November 18th, and then Jingle Eve, the biggest event like ever down Lake Ivanhoe area, which we're a member of the Ivanhoe District Main Street Association. Um, so we participated in that, and it was really cool because for our grand opening party on Friday, we had so many familiar faces, our community like came out. All of our friends and family. Our aunt came in from Santa Fe. Oh, wow. Um, We had just so many friends, people we see all the time, people we hadn't seen in ages. And it was just really like, just like that soft opening weekend. It was absolutely like life-affirming, heart-opening, like wonderful time. Almost
0: better than you even thought or expected. And it matched more of the dream. Yes.
1: This whole process has been exactly what I would have dreamt of and more. Like... Because you never know how things are going to go, but it has been absolutely the best response and first month we could have asked for. And then Jingle Eve was cool because people who didn't know about us came in. So it was like the night before friends and like everybody
0: that you knew getting to
1: see everybody that we know, really getting to see what I've been blabbing about for so long and what I've been, you know, putting my efforts into for so long. And then the next night was all new people discovering it. Exactly. Which was really cool. Um, Seeing that same warm and excited and like, wow, response from people we wouldn't have known would be our clientele and who have found us and now will be. Um, So it was two different events that were both so, so lovely.
0: And it sounds like you guys are, you're ready. you're already moving forward, chugging along now. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, this is like, like we've been talking about, I've been like wanting this for so long. Now that we're here, it's like, all right, this is what I'm doing for the next 30 years of my life. Like... (laughs)
0: This When's is the next vacation the you're gonna take? Oh,
1: I'll, we'll figure that out. I was <laughs>
0: gonna say, it's probably probably not even thinking of it yet. <laughs> not
1: not really. That's a good thing. Yeah, my husband and I took a, just like a little trip before we opened because I knew that would be the case. Um, But yeah, we'll figure that out. I'm not too worried about it.
0: A lot of people when they start a business, as soon as it opens, they're almost like, I need a break <laughs> from all of that. But obviously, with the passion, it's like finally yeah, now other, i can dive in even exactly. more that's
1: the other good thing about really following your passion is if you are following your instincts you can't go wrong and like, you're enjoying it exactly which... and that was a big thing for me because i did go through so many different areas of creative work um and didn't find that like golden nugget at the end of it that um i really did realize i got to do what i'm passionate about got to do it for myself And it's got to be something that I enjoy doing on the day to day. So that's really where it being a physical shop, a very um, environment driven shop. We love people to come in and just like explore and feel the vibe of the whole place. So, yeah.
0: That's like the ideal startup right there. Yeah.
1: And,. this is kind of related to what you were saying before about the big box stores and people talking about like retail is failing and all this stuff. I firmly believe that people love an experience. And if you're making um, a retail shop that is an experience for people, and that feels like a discovery process to find your goods, and that you do offer something unique, I don't think we're in danger in that way. I mean, knock on wood. But I think that the, when people talk about that kind of retail, it is like big box stores that you can just order things on Amazon. You can't just order yeah. our stuff on on Amazon.
0: I was talking to my buddy, I want to say it was two days ago. Um, same thing with restaurants, yes. right? You know, you go to 10 years ago, yeah. it was all about the f- location, I guess, more so, or right. the food. Mm-hmm. But like, no one really walked into a restaurant caring what mm-hmm. the atmosphere was. Now people will go oh, somewhere do, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I, I care about the atmosphere too, yeah. but I want my good food. But oh, like yeah. when you go, the restaurants that are making it now or still making yeah. it are the ones that have an atmosphere and experience yeah. yep. and obviously you need to have the food. But yeah. we were even talking about where you can almost sadly drop, not, not for me because I'm a foodie and I yeah, need good same. food, but if your food level could drop like one level to kind of make up right. the ex, mm-hmm. if your experience is holding through. Right. Maybe, uh, but that's yeah. the same thing with a, a box store, right? You yeah. know? Yeah. People say the retail is ending or retail is going down, but it's just like that boring. Yeah, talking that, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. A mall, you know, yes, a major mall that's exactly. just box stores. Like yeah. no one wants to go walk into yeah. the Nordstroms and Macy's at first anymore. It's very boring. Right. We all run through yeah. it. Like it's give us true. that unique store on the other side inside.
1: It's true. No, I I agree, and that's. That's another – that's always kind of – I've always known that. I think because I started out in a very beautiful experiential shop, um, I've always known that was of value to me.
0: Well, we're going to wrap this up now. But for everyone listening, we're going to have another episode moving forward. We're going to get let them get their, uh, their feet more settled in, <laughs> uh, get more wet in the pool, deep end version. But um, give your last words of anything you want to say, advice, suggestions, or – anything really
1: goodness open mic I think my biggest advice I've already said is if you have an idea that you really believe in that you're um passionate about and you have a team that can help you achieve it go for it don't give up on it um follow your instincts um be nice to people create good relationships um, Important. and support small businesses. Whoop, whoop.
0: That's for all of us. All right. Well, thanks for having, uh, Thank coming on so next it's been time. Super fun. Next time, let's have both of you Yes. and hopefully I, I'm sure a bunch of this will change even oh, by yeah. then.
1: After holidays are done, we'll have a whole new look. Oh yeah. We
0: might not even be on this couch next time. Exactly. Who knows? Come
1: by our couch. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> for sale? It's for sale. Oh, oh
0: there it is. All right. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much. Bye. Bye.